We are the A. Atlanta, you know what that means. This is Brad Gazan of your MLS champion, Atlanta United. Atlanta has an unmistakable spirit, energy, and pride. And at Mercedes-Benz Buckhead, we are the A2. Mercedes-Benz Buckhead is Atlanta. Community-driven and passionate about what drives you. Test drive the new 2019 A-Class starting at 32.5 at Mercedes-Benz Buckhead and find out why we are the A. Mercedes-Benz Buckhead. Online at MercedesOfBuckhead.com. It's the 50th running of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. I can't imagine people 50 years ago wanted to say, let's run. On July 4th, one of the, probably the hottest days of the year. 50 years of traditions. I'm excited to do the Peachtree every year, but this year I'm most excited about the 50th anniversary t-shirt. 50 years of champions. Atlanta, it's a great city, the course, the atmosphere. 50 years of Atlanta's July 4th tradition. It's just exciting being around that many people in one race. Let's get you ready. You're listening to the Peachtree Podcast, the official podcast of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Thanks for joining us again this week here on the Peachtree Podcast here with Jay Holder of Atlanta Track Club. I'm Jennifer Perry and we have a really special episode today. I'm looking forward to this, Jay, because we're talking to the original, original, you talked about the original 110 last week with Janet Monk, but only one man has completed the Peachtree all 49 times so far and he's going for number 50 this year. And he's fascinating for so many other reasons than just completing all 50 peach trees. But that in itself is it's an amazing feat. And he was, you know, in his 30s in 1970 when that first race got underway, ran it with his six-year-old son uh, and has been back every year through thick and thin and has seen some things along the way. I mean, talk about the only person in the history of the race to have truly seen its trajectory from a 110-person event to a 60,000-person event. To see it firsthand, it's Bill. And, uh, you know, he's become a legend around these parts and, and rightfully so. And uh, just hearing the memories that he has of Peachtree and the reason that he gets up every day and runs is inspiring to anybody, whether you're running your first Peachtree or your 48th. You're probably not running your 50th because no one else has, but whether this is your you know number one Peachtree or the couple dozen time you've done it, uh, Bill's got an inspiring message. We were having an off-air conversation with him that actually kind of inspired me a little bit, Jay, because I think all of us are pressed for time even in the busy summer months with the kids home and that kind of thing, you're trying to carve out time for running. He actually plans this almost meticulously every single day. And I thought, why am I not doing that? You know, why am I not making time to make this a priority? And I I think there are a lot of great lessons from this guy. Yeah, I've found as a runner that if you don't have structure around your training, it's very easy to not do it. And I, you know, I've certainly gone through, as a very novice runner, I've certainly gone through times where there's no structure and I just don't get out of bed in the morning. That's never been Bill Thorne. And it's amazing to think that many of us go through these peaks and valleys with training where we're really all in or we're just kind of taking a little breather. Bill's always all in, uh, and, and, and it's really amazing to hear how he's done that for so long. Well, we got to listen in today, too, as he was presented with a very special bib. Can you tell us about uh, what Rich Knob presented to Bill this morning? Yeah, we gave him bib number 50 because what's more fitting than bib number 50? And Bill can wear that as his back bib during the race to signify he's the only guy that's done all 50 of them. Uh, And so he'll have a special bib that not only just has 50 on it, it also has, uh, it looks like one of the original bibs. There were no bibs in the 1970 race, but one of the early day bibs, it says original 110 on it. And he'll have that bib and then all the other 
other members of the 110 who come back and run. And there, there are quite a few of them will have that special bib that, that designates that they were part of that first group. So many lessons that uh, we can take away from Bill Thorne. So let's get to Jay's interview with him. We were outside after he actually ran a few laps this morning. He still looks strong too, Jay. Had a busy morning. He talked to, I want to say, nine media outlets here <laughs> to talk to him today. He ran laps. He did some stretching. He didn't take a single break, even though we offered him one. And uh, by the time we got to him three hours later, you wouldn't know any difference. Did you know that you were making history? Uh, not really. Not really. Because you didn't have an idea of whether it was gonna continue. You know how a lot of road races are anyway. They have them a year and may not have it again. So there's 110 of you in the race, but there's a lot of other people that saw it happening. What was the reaction of people as they saw you running in practically your underwear <laughs> down Peachtree Road on a not on Well, a it wasn't so much underwear back then as it was just like, in my case, I had coaching things, just nothing but a t-shirt type thing or maybe with a collar, I don't even remember what, and some shorts in your shoes that, you know, nobody, it wasn't any kind of fashion at that point. I guess my thoughts were more like, uh, do these people think we're crazy? Or I'm sure they're wondering what's really going on or if this is even in a, a manner of any kind of control or whether these people just got out there and just took off running. Because it's not like now where you drive down the street and you know you see 10 15 people running any given day driving around and seeing people out running for leisure was not a thing 50 years ago now do they do a lot of people actually through the year go and run oh yeah but running now is something that people do recreationally i mean and, uh, the drivers going by they've seen it before and, right and i guess they they know how to handle it mm -hmm. to make it safe Right, but it, had, it wasn't people, something people were used to. Uh, no, not back then, no, no, it was startling to them, I'm sure. You guys have, this, this group of 110 has sort of grown into this mythical, fraternal group of people. Can you talk a little bit about the bond that you all have, whether you're close or not, because you were all there on that day? Yes, uh, just like the other night, I think you were over there in Marietta at that meet, and I saw, uh, I ran across Hawthorne Wesley, and he was with Ken Wynn. Do you know Ken? I do, first treasurer of the track club. Yeah, well, he also was a good runner, mm -hmm. and I always looked at him in that manner, and uh, and by having those, uh, those five-year increments where they'd bring back the, original whoever was left in that original 110 group and it was good in that i would see him and some others that i hadn't seen over the years and that kind of kept us bonded to that extent and then as i look back on it now too and most of the people running at that time were from a certain area which being the Emory area, and we were considered on the South Atlanta part, which you were kinda looked at a little differently because our group wasn't that large. But back then, I didn't realize that. I had, I had no thoughts of 
where the people were from, it didn't matter. And then gradually people began to, that had run with us in some meets were from other states, especially a family from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, I remember them because they were at various meets that we would have locally and all. Peachtree in 1970 was just another race? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you guys did this every weekend. Yeah, for whatever, uh, that part I can't remember how often, but it was enough that we were real acquainted with each other. And even if you didn't see anybody to pass on anything about another race, you were close enough with them you could call them. Or they'd call you and say, did you know about this they're gonna have? Did Peachtree change your life? In in certain aspects, I'm sure it did. Mm -hmm. So you saw Peachtree go from being this race that was for the very dedicated, the oddballs, if you will, yeah. to being a race where people were introduced to running. It became sort mm -hmm. of a, a gateway. Yeah, because everybody would ask each other, what do you do every day? How do you do this or do that? Because there was no real knowledge of running at that time. And then, of course, it picked up everywhere, you know, like back in the Oregon days and Prefontaine and all that, where everybody knew all about those type of things, you know. 110 people in the first race, 60,000 in the last one you did. What's more fun for you, running with 109 other people or running with 59,999 other people? Uh, I, I can't come up with a comparison on that because in my particular case, I'd just, I'd just get there and find, find the best position I could and, and, and just go run it. And, be thinking in terms of what it was like at each one, knowing more things if you had run it before and all. But if you hadn't, you were thinking and dwelling on would there be any hang-ups or what. So I don't know. Why do you keep coming back? Once you're involved in something over time, it, it just becomes a tradition, I guess. And then over the years, you'd begin to feel like, man, you're you're like a fish out of water because there were so many people there. And it wasn't that same camaraderie when you had a smaller number and everybody uh, knowing everybody. It, 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 that was a big difference. You've seen the race grow, obviously, firsthand. <laughs> you're very connected to the Atlanta running community as a whole. What does the peach tree mean to Atlanta, Atlanta's running and walking community? Well, I think it plays a, a part in the history of the country. The day it's on, what all of that stands for, the independence, and the other different traditions that go along with that, like eating hot dogs, hamburgers, fireworks, and yet at the same time, it had historic things and the foundation of our country at, at that time. And Is Atlanta a better place because of the HAC Peachtree Road Race? I would have to say definitely. 
to that without a doubt because it started off like something just like something new but then all of a sudden it, it became worldwide if you traveled or whatever you did people you'd see t-shirts that had it on it and hear people talk about it and yeah just nothing about else everyone. like it huh There's nothing else like no it. no it, it stands for itself it's uh it advertises itself with almost 50 of them under your belt what's your best peach tree memory well i mean naturally some people would gravitate to uh the weather condition or changes in that or the fact that you maybe overcame something that you were dealing with and uh and it you you accomplished through that it's just something to kind of through the year look forward to what would keep you away from that starting line rain snow oh lightning nothing in that case nothing weather-wise or i mean you know the things that everybody uh is channeled towards today like used to be that people wouldn't run from lightning they'd be aware of it and if you could get to all of them you'd stop it because that's what permeates through the high schools and colleges today they they just don't deal with that because of the times we live in which is about secure safety and um, it would have to be something detrimental i even had thoughts about uh, switching over and go in a wheelchair <laughs> but see you can't immediately do that because unless you understand my gosh you got to have such strong arms and shoulders and chest strength and be accustomed to it because you're talking about training that certainly takes training and i don't know what it would be like going up the hills because that's where you really got to dig in your, your fighting gravity but I, I would just I'm of the nature of uh, it would have to be something that definitely would stop me and shut me down not leaving that course without a fight <laughs> yeah that's a good way to put it more of my interview with Bill in just a moment but we know that every runner usually has a support system at home that's the case for Bill as well. Jennifer had a chance to catch up with Bill's wife to get her thoughts on her husband's accomplishments. So I'm here with Patty Thorne. And Patty, first of all, what do you make of all the attention that your husband's getting this year because of his milestone? Well, I, I think it's well earned because he's the only one that's run the 50th race. And uh, he's been very dedicated to save that day, especially July the 4th, because we don't do anything before the 4th to get hurt. We don't do anything on the 4th except run. And so this has been our life for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. You said you really weren't able to plan vacations between his coaching schedule, his July 4th commitment. I mean, it, right. it really has to be a family tradition, right? It, it, it does because you just had with foot, football and track and then, and then you had just a short time in the summer and then we had to start football practice and then when he quit coaching football and went to cross country and track it's the same thing so you just had a very little time there 
after the 4th of July to get your vacation in. Yeah. Well, I just learned that your sons actually did that first race with him as well. So they didn't continue the streak with him? Uh, no, they ran several. And then sometimes they go to Florida relays down in Florida and different things like that when they're young. But I think they just sort of got burned out a little bit. They're not as dedicated as their father. <laughs> At what point did he really consider this a streak and make that commitment to just do it every single year? Well, I, I think he enjoyed it. We, we had several friends. Our pastor, he got him to running and they, they would run together. And then a, another real good friend and it would, they would all meet and congregate. And uh, it was just a fun thing to do. And it, plus, health-wise, he just thought it was very good to do too. So... Is it hard to keep up with him? Oh, I, I can't keep up with him. He, he walks faster than I can ever walk. So I'll be walking my whole family and the four kids and I think five of the grandkids of the seven grandkids and one great-grandson is going to be walking with him to this, this 50th. So it's very special. I'll be there right with him. I'll be walking with him. So okay. we'll see. Right. I'm now amazing. just trying to walk two miles uh, every morning to get in shape. So, <laughs> But this heat, I mean, <laughs> do you ever worry about him when he's out there you know he's clearly got more than most people half his age in terms of energy but do you ever worry about him well I tell you uh, our granddaughter Kenzie she has been walking with him because she does she wants to walk with him in case something does happen to him which but should happen but one one year he did have to sit down he took I think an energy drink and he started out too fast and, he, and they kept saying, well, oh, no, we need to take him to the tent. And she says, no, 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 he's got to finish the race. And she wouldn't let him pick him up or do anything. She said, he'll be fine, let him sit there. And so he did finish the race. But it was lucky she was with him at that time. So, Any big post-race celebrations planned for this year once he crosses the finish line again? Well, not really. We'll just all be together. So it's it's yeah. fun. When, we're, when we get together, we have a good time. So that would be just a fun time, yeah. Well, Patty, congratulations, and uh, thanks for joining us this week. Well, thank you very much for having us. As a proud sponsor of the AJC Peachtree Road Race, PNC Bank is committed to all those who are working toward their next goal. The PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. All rights reserved. The AJC Peachtree Road Race, celebrating 50. In honor of the 50th running of the AJC Peachtree Road Race, Waffle House has launched a brand new limited-time waffle flavor, Peach. Your waffle is even served with peach syrup and it's only available in Georgia, so make sure you visit a Waffle House near you. Supplies are limited. Find more details online at atlantatrackclub.org slash celebrating50. Bill Thorne's name will always be connected to the AJC Peachtree Road Race, but the 88-year-old's running legacy goes far beyond just this race. To generations of kids, he's been Coach Thorne at Landmark Christian School, the school he founded, where he's won 37 state titles, and the stadium bears his name. Jay talked to Bill about his extensive coaching career and his own training regimen. I know that you work out every day and you don't miss a day, and if you do miss a day, you do double on on another day? I sit there with paper and a pen and figure from the time I've got until something I've got to go to and plan how to do that during that time, even though I do my regular thing that morning, I'll do that in the afternoon and all and get it done. Whereas today, the only thing I'd be missing today would be to run 
on my mini tramp. So you, you're one for streaks, obviously. <laughs> you haven't missed a peach tree in 50 years. When's the last time you missed a workout? It only occurs with things like uh, track meets. That messes me up. Like, we just came back from the state meet this year. That's three days, and I have carried the trampoline with me. Well, I think I even took it this year. But the time is just totally consumed in getting there, and you don't have time for anything because you've got all the kids, and different ones have to be taken to the track or brought back at a different time to the motel. And whatever innovation I did was just on the run, and I, I just do what I could. And yet I did something. And if you go on a vacation, you gotta, I, I know the whole routine on going on a cruise. And I did that for quite a number of times. And then I would substitute things. I got into rowing because of that, that every one of the ships had at least one or two rowing machines. And that to me is one of the best exercises. If you didn't have anything to do, you do that and it, it covers the whole body. I want to talk a little more about coaching. 30, because you're just as legendary for maybe more so for being a coach than being a peach tree streaker. 30 years of, of coaching, what's the Bill Thorne coaching and life lesson that your athletes leave Landmark 50, Christian with? 50 something years of coaching. Mm -hmm. 30 at that one school right. where I'm leaving. And what is it like? What's the Bill Thorne lesson that your athletes leave with and, and, and take with <clears> them? I mean, these are, these are kids in their formative years listening to, to someone who has a lot of wisdom. What do they leave school learning from you? Or do you hope that they do? Yeah, leave you hope that they do. And you're not quite sure how much they really delved in putting forth what I had for them to do. That was always the hard part of knowing. I had different things that I could tell if they fully and truly bought into because of their performances started getting to a different level than the kid who would just normally go through the coaching and get to. And to me, there's, there's no limit to that. It depends on the person and what part of the program, how much of the program they want to get into. Because the program, you can't outdo it. You couldn't outdo it. The only thing that would cause that is the time. You only have 24 hours in a day's situation and how much of it are you willing to spend in the running because it's about total miles like how many miles are you running this week 40 50 60 and i had one kid who got into the 90s but once you get into the 70s miles a week you've got to be training two times a day and it's not just doing anything it's a certain thing you you do and how you do it because that's what elevates you into your maximum performance. And it definitely takes total miles, but then it takes doing a certain workout every day that is predicated on the day before. So it's something you'll never not know, depending on the individual of what you want to know. But it'll tell you what you do the next day on that workout. 
you talk about 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 stamina and perseverance. We're here at the end of today. The day we're taping this, we're at the end of three hours of you talking to people, probably telling some of the same stories five, six, seven times. <laughs> you you've become whether you wanted to or not, a bit of a legend and a bit of a celebrity in these circles. Is that a role that you embrace, that you enjoy? Well, I don't even really know what it means, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And it was nothing that I sought out. And whatever people decide to do, that's, that's one thing. But when somebody says something like, you know you're a legend or this or that, I go, no, I'm not a this or a that. People who I consider legends and all, I'm just a duffer or whatever you want to call me. But um, yeah, I think you, I think you need to be recognized only if you've earned it. I know living in the world today and no matter how many variations of things that people do, that every one of them have the world views and others have the spiritual views and I'm just totally turned off to fakery because I just believe in as much purity as it can be even though I know we're all limited just do it the right way one big thing I just like to tell people if I had to end up telling you something to live by just do what's right <laughs> I, without expounding, just just do what's right. Be able to live with yourself. To that end, I heard you telling a reporter today that there are even some people out here that don't believe you've done all 50 of them. But I'm sure. But uh, I guess my thoughts on that is they'd just have to be able to prove I didn't. <laughs> so I don't know how, how, how they would do that or what they'd have to go through. Because I don't know all the facts from the past that the track club has in their records. We've got all the results of all 50 years. Mm. And unless you knew someone on the inside 50 years ago, you're in every single one of those results. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. After number 50, 50 more? Well, in order to do 50 more, I'll just say what people have, I've heard them say over the first 50. You couldn't have done 50 unless you did the first one. So you'd have to do 51 <laughs> to get started in that measurement, I think. Bill, it's, it's great to talk to you as always. Thanks for sharing your, your stories and, and your wisdom with the listeners of the Peace Tree Podcast. I just feel like y'all could have had a different kind of a personality to do this that would be more in line with all y'all's thoughts and things that you do and what everything has evolved to today. I don't think we could ask for a better spokesperson. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I uh, really do. Thanks, Bill. You bet. Appreciate it. Well, another great episode coming up next week. We, of course, enjoyed Bill Thorne and all of his stories, Jay, but uh, more stories coming up next week here on the Peachtree Podcast. We're going to go from somebody running their 50th Peachtree to two American women running their first Peachtree, ah. but it's not their first run on the roads. These are two of the best American distance runners out there right now, Molly Huddle and Emily Sisson. They are training partners, and we're going to talk to them about coming to run the world's largest 10K for the first time.
Well, remember, you can hit us up with your questions, too, this week. We'd love to hear from you here on the Peachtree Podcast and perhaps address some of those questions in the coming weeks. But continue your training. Get out there this week. And thanks for taking us along with you. You've been listening to the Peachtree Podcast, the official podcast of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Thanks to this week's sponsors. For more information, visit atlantatrackclub.org. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ATL Track Club. A DYJ Media Production.